0: Welcome to Locked On Leafs. Couple of things that we're going to chat about on today's podcast. We got an update from Austin Matthews. We also are going to go over some of the Olympians from the Maple Leafs ranks that will be debuting as the men's tournament gets underway tomorrow. And then we're going to play a little bit of co-sign, no sign. It's going to be a fun show. Can't wait. Let's get into it. It's Locked On Leafs. <laughs> Hello and welcome back into the Locked Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio. And as me as my co-host now, and remember, if you missed yesterday's show, we debuted the new co-host of the show. And it is Dave Morisutti from Sportsnet, also from uh, a writer with the NHLPA. You can follow myself on Twitter at Making You can follow Dave at D underscore uh, and just a reminder that you can follow the show at Locked On Lease on Twitter. And now Locked On Lease can be found on YouTube as well. The video portion of these podcasts are going to be put up on YouTube each and every day, Monday to Friday. You can find the audio versions wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave a rating review as well. There'll be much. Much appreciated. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about Austin Matthews' status uh, after leaving Monday night's game with the head injury. We got an update from Sheldon Keep at practice, so we'll tell you all about that. Uh, and then also going to have a discussion about what's going to happen with the goaltenders, the tandem going forward, who we think is probably going to end up handling a larger portion of the load going down here the stretch. And we're going to look into some of the least prospects as well. We're going to be at the Olympics and play a little bit of co no sign. So it's a fun show, Dave. Let's get right into it. Um, and obviously, I think everybody wants to know what's going on with Austin Matthews. We got an update uh, from Sheldon Keith today at practice. He said uh, Matthews reportedly felt pretty good today, um, might be able to practice tomorrow, and uh, no indication on his status Thursday in Calgary. He had a scheduled day off as is, which is why he wasn't on the ice tonight, but might be able to go tomorrow. And, I, I did. Uh, if that is the case, and and you know we don't have any injury here for Austin Matthews, it didn't look good. That's for sure. Leafs looks like they may have dodged a bullet here.
1: Oh, a massive bullet! I mean, it didn't look good. You know that head injuries can be a little wonky, in that he could be good one day, the next day not so good. So I'm, you know, I know Sheldon Keith doesn't want to say, oh he looks good. He's gonna be back on the ice tomorrow because really things could change so easily, but. I think it's a good sign that a day after he wasn't too bad. And I mean, we'll, we'll see on Wednesday if he's on the ice, that's pretty much a good sign that he'll be good to go. And that's crucial because they're going to be going out West, uh, going on the road, playing the next three games. So, you know, you don't want to be having Austin Matthews sitting out uh, when you're going on a tough road trip like that.
0: And Calgary is a pretty solid squad. So, I mean, you're going to want to have, uh, you know, your, your best guys out there to play. And, Austin Matthews, the best of the bunch, one of the best in the world, top three player in the NHL in my estimation. Um, but another guy who might actually be able to to give this team some reinforcements, Jake Muzzin, practice again today and apparently is trending toward playing on Thursday. So Jake Muzzin, who's been out with a concussion, the same uh, kind of uh, thing that we thought per- might be an issue with Matthews, looks like it might not be, but uh, he's been out for the last few weeks. They're being really, really cautious and they didn't play him in yesterday's game against or the other night in uh, against Carolina. But it looks like he should be good to go come uh, the game against Calgary on Thursday. So you, you bring Jake Muzzin back into the lineup. I think we we all know what he brings because there's something that this team lacks when he's not there. But I'll say this, Dave. Outside of that game against the Rangers, which we all know was just brutal, just poor, piss poor effort all around. And and it was the first game without Jake Muzzin. I thought that Rasmus Sandin has actually filled in quite admirably up in the top four once uh, once he got going and got a little bit more comfortable in that role.
1: Yeah. And, you know, in fairness to the Leafs, like the Rangers are a brutal team to go against. Like that's that's a tough team. To go against and and you know what like these these young defensemen they have to learn through these experiences like you know you go through a bad one like that you're most likely gonna see them bounce back because that's what you expect from them right these these guys are trying to feel their way through you know they're used to playing in a certain role and things get swapped on them it's gonna take time for them to adjust but yeah I mean we all know Rasmus Sandine saved uh, the least bacon and Against the Hurricanes, so like those are positive signs. I know people aren't totally sold on him just yet, but those are things you need to see, especially from defensemen. It's a lot tougher for defensemen to really establish themselves. You know, uh, if you ask a lot of people who you know analyze defensemen in the NHL, they say it's like the first, you know, the first three hundred games is their feeling out process. Once they reach three hundred games, that's where you can kind of decide where their their career is kind of trajectory. The trajectory they're going on, and both Rasmus Sandine and even Timothy Littlegren, it is way too early to say for sure where they're going. So, yeah, it, it was tough without Muzzin, but I thought they did pretty well. You know, it could have been worse.
0: Well, they've, they've won six in a row, right? Like, <laughs> since that game, they've come back and they've won six in a row, so they went six for six out of seven games without Jake Muzzin. Not to say that they don't need him, because I think they do. I was going to say, we- part of his team. Not what I'm saying at all. It's not pull the card ahead of the horse. But it's nice to see that if injuries do show up in, in the playoffs, and we've seen time after time, I think I've said on this podcast multiple times, but I, I, I want to say it was Tyler Tafoli this summer who publicly said the second Jake Muzzin went out in game six against the, the Habs last year, they knew they were going to win that series. They knew they were going to win that when Jake Muzz went out in game six. So they had to finish game six, which they had confidence they were going to win, and they knew they were going to win game seven without that guy on the ice. So clearly he is somebody who means a lot to this team, a lot to this core, um, to this decor. And, and he hasn't been... You know, as good this season as he has in the past, but I wonder if you know getting a, a little bit of a midseason break here with this injury, perhaps he you'll refresh, recharge his body, and it will be good to go uh, in the second half for a big time, a big time finish. Uh, one of the other conversations that we wanted to have here before we kind of get into uh, into these this conversation about the Olympians that uh, have some Maple Leafs ties is uh, we want to discuss what's going on with the goaltending position here? And, and it's not that there's a controversy at all, but you know, I think about maybe a month ago, like my, my grasp on the situation has changed a little bit where a month ago, I was ready to, to hand the keys to Jack Campbell. You're the starter Marazic. You know, if this means that, you know, you're a $3.8 million backup who only gets to play, you know, once every couple of weeks, every five, six games or so, or I'm, the night to a back-to-back so be it jack's totally earned it and he's the way that he's playing he deserves to be the guy fast forward to now it seems like marazic has been the hotter of the two goaltenders in the last month he's rolling on a four game win streak played well against a top tier team in the carolina hurricanes last night do you think that there's any sense of uh you know like i said i don't want to call it a controversy because it's a good problem to have to have two good goalies but does it to you do you think that morazic may start to steal some starts away from jack campbell i wouldn't
1: think i think it wouldn't be the worst thing if he does because yeah you definitely want to have some established number one guy especially around playoff time but we've seen jack campbell need almost like a mental reset and the best way you can give a goalie mental reset is knowing you have someone that can back him up because it does take pressure off of a guy like Campbell to not to know that, okay, if he stumbles, whereas it can pick up the slack a little bit, right? So I, I think, you know, that was something that Frederick Anderson really never had in Toronto. And I think that that means a lot for a team like the Leafs that desperately need goaltending when playoff time comes around because – it ain't going to be easy, whatever road they take. And you're going to need now, obviously I don't like this, the idea of all, oh, which goalie will go in the, in the playoffs. Like which one are you going to go with? You kind of want to go have someone established, but to know that both guys are ready in that scenario, I think if you're the Leafs, you're going to take that over what you've had in the past where it's like, it's Freddie or nothing like we've seen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. So it's, it's not a bad problem to have, but I think that there's going to be more of a traditional tandem the rest of the way. Like we originally thought we were going to get early on in the season before Peter Mrazic went down to injury. And I think now, especially since he's rolling, you know, he's, I think uh, it was, it was after the game on Monday against the hurricanes where Sheldon Keith came out and said, like, this guy is, is building momentum. And you don't want to kill that momentum by having him sit out for a week or two. while you give the net to Jack Campbell. I think we're gonna see these guys playing pretty often. And look, they're playing every other night, basically, for the rest of, of the month once we get uh once we get through this week. So it's gonna be a really tight schedule and a condensed schedule the rest of the way. I wouldn't be shocked to see a 50-50 split in a way uh, down the stretch with, with both Peter Morazic and Jack Campbell. And maybe it is a, a situation where it's a hot hand gets the gets the net type of thing where we could see you know, Mrazic get three starts in a row and then you see Campbell get three or four starts in a row. We'll see how it all shakes out. It's definitely something that we're going to be monitoring uh, as we go throughout uh, the rest of the season. There's some breaking news here, Dave, that we got to get to, and we're going to do it on the other side, but a former Maple Leafs goaltender is hanging them up. It may not be the guy you're thinking, but we'll tell you about that next. But first, why don't hear a word from our show sponsor, Dave? Yeah.
1: I mean, let's talk about our friends at built bar you know have you ever had a protein bar mike are you a big protein bar guy
0: i've got a bunch of built bars because so you're new but you're gonna end up getting these built bars just they're gonna give them to you and say hey try these out because you're you're gonna love them and you are you're going to love them dude they are outstanding outstanding products
1: see the thing about you know, I, I was a big you know protein bar guy because, you know, during the day, you don't want to have a big meal or even at nighttime, you want to avoid the snacking. So I usually get a protein bar, but those things used to be so heavy. So, yeah, I'm new to this. I don't I didn't, I'm don't. frankly, I don't know a lot about Bilt Bar. So lovely, our lovely friends there gave us some uh, statistics about Bilt Bar. And I thought it was pretty interesting. 130 calories per bar, four grams of sugar, four net carbs and 17 grams of of protein like that's pretty incredible for an energy bar for a protein bar so and the flavors which flavor is your favorite because
0: i gotta ask you peanut butter brownie Oh. Peanut butter brownie. It is fantastic. Dude, these things taste just like candy bars. It's 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 ridiculous that they're they're healthy for you. The fact that they taste so good and are healthy for you is actually insane to me. It's a dream. It's a dream. And it, it, and I saw there's a caramel macchiato
1: flavor. If I get the chance, I'm going to order some. Because guess what? Built Bar's got an offer for you. So if you go to builtbar.com, use the protocol, LOCKED15, you get... 15% off your order. So use the promo code lock 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We'll have all that in the description because guess what? Built Bar, different than any other protein bar or candy bar you will find on the market. So I'm going to enjoy myself a Built Bar when, uh, when I get those in, that's for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, you will, man. They are fantastic. Use the promo code uh, lock 15 at BuiltBar.com. All right, uh, let's get back into this here because um, the men's Olympics is about to start off. The women's looks like they've finished up their round robin, the preliminaries, and Canada finishing. A top of the table after a nice 4-2 win over the Americans yesterday. They're going to take on Sweden on Friday. So the women's side, they've already kind of got the first half of their tournament underway. And the playoffs for them start on Friday. But starting tomorrow night, the Canadian men's Olympic team will drop the puck uh, tomorrow. So really excited to see that when they're playing Germany. Uh, So we thought, let's power rank these Leaf Olympians, based on our excitement level to watch them. So maybe not necessarily on skill, but how excited we are to watch them. Because at this point, because there's no NHLers, I think the, the main draw for me is to watch these Leafs prospects and some of the other top-tier prospects around the NHL. But we're going to focus, since it is locked on Leafs, we're going to focus on uh, on the Leafs ones here. Once again, I'm Mike DiStefano, the host of the show, uh, alongside my co-host Dave Morisuti. Um, So let's power rank the Leafs Olympians based on excitement level. Um, So why don't you kick it off? Let's go. uh, There's four of them. So you have Matthew Knies, Nick Abrazzese, Pontus Holmberg, and then we decided to include Josh Hosang. I think Josh Hosang counts as a Maple Leaf product, considering that he spent the whole season with the Marlies and and has ties to this organization. So we have four guys. We're going to power rank them four through one. Why don't you start first? Go ahead. Start with your fourth, four, all the way to the guy you're most excited about.
1: All right. Well, fourth, just because I haven't heard too much about him, but I, I've heard some, but not the most extreme, just because of where he's playing right now. Pontus Holmberg, you know, a Swedish prospect. Those guys tend to take a little bit longer to come here. So, like, I'll be interested in w- when Sweden's playing. I'll have my eye on him. Um, you, you know, smallish. I, I hate to really say it because almost every least prospects like this a smallish forward. Sure. But a guy that, you know, I've heard the Swedish players on the team say a good has a good two way instincts. Uh, I I probably you probably maybe expect him to come to North America next year with the Marlies. Uh, So I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, for a guy that's small, does he bring the other elements to his game so that that won't be a problem when he comes to North America?
0: Yeah, for for I have Holmberg as my fourth guy as well, and um, just looking at there's a great article out there if you want to read a little bit more about these guys in the Athletic by Joshua Cloak, and he got some some um, some uh, some quotes from some of the Leafs brass, and Haley Wickenheiser had this to say about Pontus Holmberg, um, the Leafs six round draft pick from 2018. Uh, she said he's been able to have more success by playing in the interior. He's certainly used to, uh, used to his skating in a better fashion. And then he's been able to utilize players around him better. But I think the confidence of having that season last year in the playoffs and then jumping into the, this year combined with the maturing also off the ice with his fitness and his strengths has pushed him more. So, you know, at, at, at that smallish frame, he's, he's, he's tacked on a couple more LBs. He's gotten a little bit stronger. Uh, she also says he's a very cerebral guy who can process the game. Well, so, I'm excited to see what he can bring as well, but he is uh, another guy who I also have as my fourth. So who's your third?
1: My third is going to be Nick Abusese. Uh, You know, this is a guy that I've heard things about, uh, you know, a good prospect, but one that we're, we're not sure it, what, when he's going to be coming because he's another one that wants to finish things off in the NCAA with Harvard. I mean, you're going to Harvard, kind of want to finish your degree there at least get most of that done because uh, it's a pretty prestigious school. But, you know, I've heard some good things about him, you know, his instincts. He's a guy that likes to engage in physical play, has some high high level, uh, you know, IQ and vision. I, I, I'm i just curious to know is he a guy that's going to take more time just because he's played all those years in the NCAA, but he's it's, it's really good competition there. But you know, we really haven't seen much of him in these, you know, this type of competition. So that's where I'm curious to see how he does against those players. But, you know, I, I feel like he's a bit more on the outside than the, than the other guys they have there.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like we're going to have pretty well almost the same ranking here. I mean, there's only four guys. It's kind of the way that it's going to turn out. But I also had Nick Abruzzese as my third ranked guy that I'm excited to watch here at the Olympics uh, for Team USA Um, He was a fourth-round pick back in 2019, and like you said, currently playing at uh, Harvard University. So he's a smart guy, just a really, really smart dude, Um, high, high hockey IQ. He's got really good skill. But again, the issue with him is more so his size, much like a lot of the prospects that have been brought in over the last couple of years by the Toronto Maple Leafs. But Abra he's someone who I'm excited to see because You know, playing in the college ranks, and now he's going to play against men. What does he look like against men, guys who play pro hockey? It'll be a nice little taste as to what we can expect when he hopefully eventually signs with the Maple Leafs. And then I would imagine he's more of a a Marlies type of guy to start his career, but this will be a nice little sneak peek to what we could see out of Abruzzese um, once he eventually does land in Toronto. But I got him at number three as well. Curious to see how your top two shake out here. So why don't we go straight maybe to number one? Since that there won't be any intrigue once you go yeah. off to number two. So this is like when we're at a pageant and you're doing the right. Top, top exactly. Three. Yeah, it's like there's no intrigue if we give you number two. So why don't we hop right to number one and then we could go off and, and say your second one as well. You know what?
1: Maybe this surprises some people, but Matthew Nyes. I'm very interested in this player because. He's a guy Uh, that was, you know, know, first round grade for a lot of people and the Leafs got him in the in the second round. Like, you know, when we talk about the Leafs trading all their first round picks, well, they got to start getting some of that first round talent in later rounds. And I feel like Matthew Nice has the tools to do that. You know, I've you know, you look at him, he's got the size that a lot of the Leafs prospects generally don't have. And he plays that physical style, which you like to see. But it also, you know, he's not just a big guy that, you know, is a physical player. He has other attributes that I think the Leafs do like. I mean, they wouldn't have made him a second-round pick if he didn't. I know that he's probably, just like Iber says, he's going to be in NCAA for a little bit. But, you know, he's at a good program in Minnesota. You know, he was supposed to play at the World Juniors. He was supposed to be a prominent player at the World Juniors. Yep. And we didn't get. He did score though in the one game that he played, didn't he? Yeah, he he did did get a goal. So we we missed that chance. So now I'm like, we we got to see him now. We're gonna see him on the big ice surface, which, you know, for a big guy, that could be a challenge. And I'm hope I want to see how he does in that challenge.
0: And he's not a brutal skater though. That's the thing. Like he's he's not like he's a big dude, but he's not a brutal skater. This isn't Nick Ritchie 2.0 over here you know, like he's, 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 he's not bad. And um, yeah, out of the university of Minnesota, he's also my top guy to be quite honest with you. So we're on the same wavelength there, Dave, you and I both really excited to see Matt and I. The Leafs did not have a first round pick in this past draft, but took him with the second round 57th overall. But a lot of people right after the draft said, you know what? He's kind of a first round talent and a sneaky guy who could end up being a real gem, a diamond in this draft. And Early on, I know it's it's there's so much hockey to be played by all of these guys, but early on, he's looking like the steal of the draft coming late in the second round for the Maple Leafs. And you took a late look at his stats that he's had so far. Um, a freshman, a true freshman at the University of Minnesota. And he's got 25 points in 26 games. So almost a point points per game um, as a freshman in Minnesota. So I, I really, really like this kid. Six foot three, 210 pounds. He's a big boy. And why I like him is because I think that he can fit prominently in this team's top six at some point. Or middle six, at least, uh, you know, with this team. And he's got a little bit of, you know, pizzazz. He, he can score. He likes to take the puck into the dirty areas. I like Matt Nyes a lot. I think it was a great draft pick, and I think he's going to be a fun player to watch for the Americans. I think he'll have a a good opportunity, too, to kind of show off his skill because there's a lot of college kids on the American squad. I think yeah. I saw they have 15 of them, um, and Abrazzese and Nye's two of those, and I think Matthew Nye's going to be someone who they're going to be uh, anticipating a, a sizable role uh, at, at the tournament here. And then that means that we both have Josh Hosang and number two, the you know, he's been playing really, really well at the Marlies and has had a, a solid season. I think that he's somebody who, when he gets back overseas from the Olympics, I wonder if teams start to sniff around on him. I wonder if the Maple Leafs decide to hand him out a, a deal to Ho Sang. I know I did hear Kyle and his availability this weekend, kind of talking about it and saying how, you know, they, they need to either blank or get off the pot with him, essentially, because, in order to use him on their playoff roster, if they want to use him in the playoffs, they're gonna to have to have him signed by before the trade deadline. So, um, you know, the Leafs are gonna to have to kind of make a decision on Josh Hoseang, I think, when he gets back. And based on how he plays for Team Canada, and I would expect a pretty prominent role for him. It's one of the big names alongside Eric Stahl for Canada. I I'm I'm quite excited to see what he can bring uh, to the table. But look at that. We got the exact same ranking here. Matthew Nyes at one, Josh Hosang at two, Nick Abruzzese at three, Pontus Holmberg at four, and, of course, we got to throw in the honorable mention. Dennis Malgan will be playing, named to Team uh, Switzerland. So Dennis Malgan is an honorable mention as a former Maple Leaf who's going to be there, and I got to toss that in because I still can't believe that they traded Mason Marchment. For Dennis Morgan speaking of bad trades actually Dave this is a perfect perfect segue you thought that Dennis Morgan for Mason Marchment was a bad trade do you remember a trade of goaltenders in our uh, mid-2000s yeah you, you're gonna put a towel over your face for those listening here we have some breaking news here ladies and gentlemen Tuka Rask Former Maple Leafs draft pick Tuka Rask announcing um, well, it's being reported that he's getting set to retire. He was going to try and make a comeback, but according to Fluto Shinzawa of The Athletic, uh, a Bruins beat reporter, Tuka Rask probably going to end that uh, comeback bid uh, coming off of that, that injury that he had and, and uh, offseason surgery. Uh, and it looks like he's just going to kind of call quits and, and retire. He tried. He tried. Doesn't look like he's ready to, to come back. And uh, so that's going to do it for, for Tuka Rask, I guess, in, in the NHL. And, uh, yeah, just you'll always remember that Tuka Rask was a Maple Leafs draft pick that never became the great for the Leafs and only killed them, killed them multiple times in the playoffs. 3-0 and in, uh, in, against the Leafs in playoff series 2013, the collapse, we all know and then again in 17 and then 18 and Tukaraska uh, pretty good career Stanley Cup champion back uh, in 2010 2011 two time finalist uh an Olympic bronze in 2014 won the Vesna that season as well and, and we were just looking this up his statistics against the leafs in the regular season 1972 in 926 a percentage and a 212 goals against average i think he might have been pissed that he got traded uh
1: See, that's the thing. There, it's one thing for him to bring Boston so much good fortune, but to twist the knife and say, Hey, team that traded me for a guy that look, Andrew Acroft won the Calder c- trophy. I get it, but <laughs> everyone knew what took Tuka, like Tukarask was the next one, and yeah. then on top of that, what also was the icing on the cake was Justin Pogie was. You know Justin Pogge is at the Olympics right now? I I
0: do, actually. He's one of Canada's backups in case uh, one of these goaltenders get injured. Yeah, he's one of like on the taxi squad for Team Canada. Yeah. I I guess we should throw Justin Pogge's name as an honorable mention.
1: Yeah, I was about to, uh, actually, when we were talking about Dennis Malgin, But honestly, between that trade, you know what? People will say the Phil Kessel trade was the worst trade the Leafs ever made. I said, at least Phil Kessel did something when he was in Toronto. We got Ray nothing. Croft. Like, like Andrew Raycroft was brutal. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I know Andrew Raycroft is. Uh, you know, he. I, I feel bad for the guy. He was put in a tough situation, much like Phil Kessel was. Uh, but I, at least the good thing that came out of this, we're never going to trade with Boston again in these scenarios. I think that that was the lesson there. But I, I, I just remember the misery. From the you know 2010, I'll even say 2010 until Austin Matthews draft lottery, having to live with the fact I mean, even though Tuka Rask was a thorn in the you side. You can even uh,
0: like even now, like up until literally yeah, up yeah. until like last year, where the Leafs I guess finally had like a decent well Freddie Anderson, I guess you could say, up until Freddie came along. But even then, like Tuka out Freddie in every single playoff series they played. Like, they they just haven't been able to find a goaltender as capable and as comparable to Tuca. I mean, look. The
1: closest was James Reimer,
0: if I'm going to be honest. I mean, no. I would say closest would be Freddie Anderson. Well, before draft.
1: Freddie. Before Freddie. Like, that, that the Leafs drafted, developed. Right,
0: okay. Yeah. Brought yeah. in. That's it, man. That's really it. Like, he's the only goaltender that they've really been able to do that with. Maybe Joseph Wall could turn into something. I don't know. But uh yeah, absolutely. I I I think you'd be hard pressed to find a better Leafs goaltender that was drafted by the organization in uh, in the last couple of decades than than Tucarask. Uh before we get to cosign, no sign. Uh, I want to tell you guys all about betonline.net. BetOnline, as you covered this season, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season and it's not just football bet online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops NHL boxing UFC along with live real time updates of current games don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season bet online it's where the game starts and uh, there's a the, uh, if if you had to bet if you had to make a bet on and this kind of goes in with my first cosign no sign uh Dave and and yes with me Dave Morisuti uh the new full time co host of Lockdown Leafs I'm Mike DeStefano uh your other co host of the show uh, and just a reminder you can find the podcast now on YouTube um the video podcast and, and wherever you get your podcast for audio uh, it's completely free um, and you'll get new content coming out each day Monday to Friday. And let's get to cosign, no sign for those who haven't heard this game before. If you're new to the show, the way it's played, I'll make a statement. Dave will make a statement. And if we agree with it, we'll cosign it, explain why. If we disagree, we'll no sign it and explain why. And the question I'm going to ask you, and this goes with what we were chatting about just before we went to break there. And what I was getting to when I said, if you had to bet, Tuka Rask is a Hall of Famer. Cosine, no sign.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. It's a lot tougher for goaltenders. It seems like the debate for goaltenders is a lot more rampant. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna sign this one because if he had a really good career, you know, like I think one, I think pretty much the best. I don't know. I am pretty sure best finished goaltender. Really, to play one of the, if not the, I think he's tops in all the Finnish goaltending. Categories. Yeah,
0: him, I would say. Two, uh, Pekarinen may have, may have something to say about that. I mean, those two are kind of neck and neck. I guess yeah. you could say. Kipper had a decent career as, as a Finnish goalie, but yeah, definitely a top three all the time.
1: Yeah, so I I think there's a good case for Tuka Rask. He may not have some of the accolades that other goaltenders. Like the longevity, maybe he he didn't have as other goaltenders, but I think just the period and the consistency. He won a Vesna. He you know he had some success at the Olymp- you know in the Olympics and
0: uh, internationally. That does help. So I'll right. sign it. The finals made it to three Stanley Cup yeah. finals, which means you won a lot of playoff games.
1: Exactly. Like no, he didn't just. He wasn't just a good. uh regular season goaltender. He brought it in the playoffs in a tough market like Boston. Like, you know, I think those are things that people tend to overlook in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you're co-signing that.
1: I'm going to co-sign.
0: All right, uh, man, we are running out of time here. We got, we are we going to do two each? Okay. Two okay. each. Definitely. So you go ahead and we'll, we'll go quick through these next couple. What's All right.
1: Your- co-sign, no sign. Mitch Marner scores 30 goals for the first time in his career. He is at 16 currently.
0: Cosign, okay. gonna go sign it um he wasn't scoring a lot earlier in the year and now he's scoring at at a ridiculous pace i think his shooting percentage over this eight game goal scoring streak he's on is like 30% and i don't know if you saw this but there's a uh this stat that he's the first guy since like 1997 to have an eight game goal scoring streak the first guy since yager and salani both did it in 97 no one's done it since it's actually astounding. Like that's almost our entire lives, you and I. It's crazy, and what he's doing is 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 awesome. And I think the reason why I think he's going to do it is because he's scoring a lot of these goals, like by going into the dirty areas and the way you're going to score. You look at both those goals last night. They're both by just going to the net, right? Go to the net, get a rebound, and and, and that's how he was able to do it. And I think that he's just, he he's going to keep doing that. He's got confidence. He's got swagger. Now he knows he he he's confidently shooting the puck. He's mm-hmm. making an emphasis to shoot the puck as well. He's got some deception on his shot. I think this guy could be a legitimate thirty goal scorer in his sleep each and every year. If this if this if he can stay kind of hungry, if he can keep shooting at this at this pace, and then you know just at the end of the day stay confident enough to do it. But I think thirty goals is easily achievable for uh, for Mitch Marner. Cosign. And I'll
1: say just a a quick one, career high, 16.8% shooting percentage. When he scored 26 back in 2018-19, his shooting percentage was 11.16. So those numbers do definitely favor him reaching 30 goals.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, All right, so my second one for you, let's go with this one. The Maple Leafs will win the Atlantic Division. I'm going to
1: no sign. The no. reason why I to no sign.
0: They're only 1 100th away in points percentage. You know that, right? As we sit I here know. right now, they're 1 100th back of Florida for top spot in the Atlantic. You're going to no sign this? The reason why I'm going to no
1: sign is I think they're going to overtake Tampa because I think Tampa's kind of slipped a little bit. I mean, Tampa can go on a run just like any team. But Florida, I'm not, I don't know if I'm totally in as Florida as like Stanley Cup contender. But they they that team top to bottom, they they get guys producing. We you just brought up Mason Marchman. Guy had six points in the game. Carter Verhage last year was like outstanding for them. Like they they find ways to what get they do this year too, though. Like yeah, Sam
0: Bennett's having a terrific season. Reinhardt they just had six a six point game. They got this young kid, Anton Lundell, sneaky bet over at betonline.net definitely someone who can sprinkle a little bit on the Calder bet by the way. They're having a, a great season and they may even add at the deadline. As crazy as it is to say, apparently they're in on like guys like Jacob Chikrin. And if you add to that blue line that gets even better to go along all that scoring. They have almost like 200 goals this season. It's madness. And uh yeah, I'm that's I'm, why I just can't bet against Florida because they're
1: doing everything yeah. right with like they're they're scoring a lot. Like if the Leafs go up against them, I think they're going to outscore them. That's going to be a tough one because they might not have the like the Austin Matthews like goal scores, but they got the depth top to bottom that lineup and their goaltending. I you know what it's there's been question marks with Ovechkin, but him and Spencer Knight have proven to be a pretty good duel.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I hate that. I might have to agree with that. <sighs> But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no-sign it. I think Toronto might actually do it. I think they could. I really think that they could do it. I think they'll win the division. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Not being a homer at all. Not being good cop. I'm going to co-sign it. All right, what's your last one? We got to get through this quick. All right,
1: uh, my last one here is um, one of Timothy Lilligran or Rasmus Sandin
0: get traded at the trade deadline. Ooh, that's a good one. Um... Sandin I will no sign for sure I don't think they want to move on from Sandine. the only player who I could see them like who's out there as a possible trade would be maybe Chikrin because he has term and that might be worth using but I don't know if I'm willing to to go there myself I don't even know if I see Chikrin as like the right fit for this club uh well he would be but I think there is you know, somebody who could play the right would be better suited with this team uh. so but that said L- Lilligren could be used as bait to dangle to try and make that upgrade on the right side and if they go out and they get a player to play the right that shifts Justin Hall down so you may not even need a, a Timothy Lilligren so I'm like a 50 50 on that one because I think there's a chance but this is a both do we have to say both like one of? No, you can. It's one of. <sighs> wow. Um, I'm going to no sign it. I'm going to no sign it. They're both RFAs, though, this offseason. They're going to have to get paid. I mean, they're, they're probably not going to get paid a lot, but it is something uh, worth noting. I'm going to no sign it, though. If they do move on from a defenseman, I think it'll be somebody with a little bit more, um, more cap on, on it, whether that's a Justin Hall or a Travis Dermott, uh, one of those two, I think will probably be included in some sort of deal. And, and I don't know if they give up on the young kids, Sandine and Lilligren. So I'm going to, I'm going to no sign it, but boy, it's, it's a good question. It's a good question. Especially the, the, the Lilligren one, I think Lilligren's far more likely than Sandine. I think Sandine's not untouchable, but You'd have to really be getting a a quality quality defenseman back to uh, to part with Sandine. Yeah,
1: because the only reason why I brought this because I found it interesting that Dubas said that they're really going to look at Sandine and Lily Grant. Like they're going to give them both a run because I think it's an audition for them to see are these guys that they're going to invest because I think they both need contracts at yeah. the end of the year. So like this is an investment that the Leafs are going to have to make and they got to know for sure. And, you know, we're in that fi- you know that month period where they got to make a decision. So that's the reason why I brought it up, I'm not totally on the fence that they're both going to get traded. I do think if the right deal. Yeah, I can- think
0: it's a 0% chance both get traded. Oh, yeah,
1: 0%. 0%. But if one of one getting traded, I think it's a 50-50.
0: So no, uh, I, I don't even say 50-50. I mean, yeah.
1: you think it's like a more like a 20. 20- I know you do Jerry's think, percentages. Yeah. Jerry say 10%.
0: I think there's a there's uh there's probably a seventy-five percent chance they're both on the roster past the deadline. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Maybe even an eighty percent chance. Okay. I can I can live with that. All right, Dave. I think we're gonna have to leave it there. Uh, so that's gonna do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting today's show um ba-ba-ba. you could subscribe to the locked on Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content follow myself on twitter at mc underscore canuck follow dave at d underscore mora and follow the show at locked on Leafs. And a reminder that we are now on youtube as well so go check out the youtube page locked on Leafs on youtube like subscribe comment all that good stuff Wherever you want to do it, that would be fantastic. Uh, Dave, was a pleasure to chat as always, and we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.